Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome to this Cricket Badger India vs England daily podcast by the fans for the fans. Virat Kohli's India with Rohit Sharma, Jasprit Bumrah and Ravi Ashwan and young starlets like Rishabh Pant and Shubman Gill. They play host to Joe Root's England with Jimmy Anderson, Ben Stokes, Stuart Broad and young talents like Ollie Pope and Zach Crawley. It's always England's toughest tour. Good luck to both sides. May the best team win. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the India vs England daily podcast. I'm James Butler, the Cricket Badger. Glad to have with me two of the fan badges today, Naman Shah and Raj Yadav. We've been asking you on Twitter to send in your hashtag Ask Badger questions. They've kind of framed the last two podcasts and this one as well. And then after today, we're going to move on to looking at the White Ball series. There's a little bit of White Ball in this one as well, looking ahead to the uh, T20s and the one-day internationals between India and England. But let's get into the questions today Naman and Raj and the the first one is uh, from Seamus he says uh, can India be considered the greatest test side of all time obviously terrific win in Australia um, a comprehensive victory against England in the recent test match but Raj I would suggest it's probably a little bit premature to be saying they're in the upper echelons of all time test teams they're on the right path to getting there don't get me wrong and they're probably not that far away but they need to probably back that up with a a good performance in England in the summer and be consistent over the next sort of two or three years really in getting wins everywhere. Absolutely. Uh, You know, is this current Indian test side the greatest Indian side ever? Then perhaps the answer to that question would be yes. Is the current Indian side the greatest test side ever? No, not at the moment. Are they on the path to become the greatest side ever? Yes, of course, like you said. So the coming year for Indian cricket is very important and extremely crucial for the side if they want to be hailed as the greatest side ever. The first hurdle which they need to pass is winning the World Test Championship against New Zealand. Uh, that will be the kind of silverware which will definitely provide a silver lining to this incredible side. The other two challenges which awaits them this year is 
the summer against a very good English side in home conditions and also a South African side which does well in their home conditions. Even though the South African test will be a little easier compared to the World Test Championship final and the English summer as South African cricket is not doing so well at the moment and India will be confident that they will go past South Africa this season. Uh, they were in fact very close the last time they toured as well both in England and South Africa when the even though the scoreline would not reflect the fight that shown by the Indians there, India would be wanting to cross all these three hurdles and then we can start putting them maybe a little ahead or in the same bracket as say Wars, Mighty Australians or for that matter even Lloyd's Invincibles. Uh, you know the war ponting era teams had similar characteristics if the top three failed you know the number four would score big if top five failed Gilly would come in at number seven and, seven and hit a ton if McGrath was not having a good day Kasparovic would chip in with a few wickets if Vaughan was having a bad day McGill would take wickets you know likewise after the famous 36 all out Rahane hit a ton at the MCG to get India back in the series in Sydney it was the Hanuma Vihari and Ashwin show who bailed us out at the Gabba it was Rishabh Pan Shubman Gil Cheteshwar Pujara who were willing to see the depleted side through Shardul Thakur Natrajan Washington Sundar made key contributions in that series down under you know Sundar who has hardly played any first class cricket for Tamil Nadu Angar Sunatrajan made his all formats debut for India in the series against Australia who would have thought in their wildest dreams that a net bowler would go on to make key contributions to a side's win uh, now coming to the series against England the recently concluded series you know it looked like Aksar Patel was tailor made for test cricket 26 wickets in your debut series you've got to be kidding me you know these are incredible fascinating stories and to top of all that you know the likes of Rahane Pujara Kohli the three batting pillars of this Indian test side aren't scoring consistent runs so as bizarre as it may sound that's why these wins look so special and it is a hallmark of a great side if India get their act together in the coming series against England the World Test Championship Finals and the series in South Africa these small fairy tale stories could well go on to become one of the greatest stories in test cricket history Naman I think both Raj and myself are on the same lines there this isn't the greatest side of all time just yet but they're getting there aren't they they're on the right path yes slowly there are but I always felt, I also said before the Australia tour when India went out there, I feel India is winning away from home because now India has got that bowling strength in themselves. Uh, We are a good bowling side as well who can take 20 wickets outside India. We are not still greatest because I have not still seen the best performance coming out of the batting. We have still not seen Kohli's and Pujara's show that consistency even out of India. So I feel once that is done, once that is streamed I feel this is this side is on the verge of becoming the greatest side. And the only positive thing which I always see from Australia and England tours is that it's good for India that Pujara, uh, likes of Pujara and uh, Kohli's have not performed because uh, this has allowed other players to chip in and show what they are made of. And we have tested each and every bench strength and it shows the quality of domestic cricket we have been part of uh, since uh, it, this is not just a win of one year or two years. This is investment of last five years Sundar, Aksar, Shardul, Thakur and everyone coming in so team is on the verge of becoming the great side yes the numbers would be there that we have beaten England we have beaten Australia we, we can also win in England and also Africa and other countries but I feel we also need to bat well from here so we have only seen uh, as Raj mentioned uh, 
part of players coming out and uh, hitting a turn uh, it was only i feel pant and uh, rohit sharma yes sundar and uh, all are there but they are still inexperienced i don't see them playing in england because uh, hardik pandya and everyone would be coming in because there wouldn't be much uh, spinning wickets over there but overall i feel the batting needs to be more consistent and uh, we are having uh, that bowling strength is uh, in us but uh, yes we are yet to be on the greatest um, i feel it's a very premature as you have rightly mentioned naman if virat kohli was to bring his side to england in the summer and, and to lose quite comfortably and then lose the world test championship any kind of discussion about this indian side being the greatest of all time gets put on the back burner for a, a few years isn't it really because to be the greatest of all time you got to keep kind of plowing through the series and and keep picking up the wins yes we saw this uh, what australians have done before as raj has mentioned then i am quite sure kohli and company and even ravi shastri our coach are not thinking about this team becoming the greatest as they have mentioned uh, in the press conference as well that they are thinking about this match by match and now since the uh, every match is over they are thinking about the world test championship even if they lose i don't think so they will think and give much importance to be side being greatest because inside a player uh, like so pujara and kohli they know that they have to perform away from home coach rohit has not just now settled down in the test side uh, what we can say frame uh, the best 15 Uh, where this 15 can travel everywhere and beat each and every side no matter who is playing because uh, if you will see uh, in the sides like new zealand uh, then australia we just stood right now we never allowed the likes of players of labushain smith to score double hundreds and triple hundreds so i feel team is on the balance side but even if they lose in england i don't think so there will be much uh, pressure on kohli and not becoming the greatest side and all they will just take match by match and series by series and I sent the badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle if you would like to get in touch with the cricket badger podcast then tweet at cricket underscore badger Thank you very much indeed to Black Rat Cricket for their support of these podcasts. And they've joined forces with the Badger. It's the Rat and the Badger giving you a fantastic opportunity to win a classic bat. That bat could be yours. It's between 2.09 to 2.11 pounds. Butterfly Willow, handmade, UK made, and it'll come to your door knocked in and ready to go for the season ahead. If you want to win that cricket bat and score some runs with Black Rat Cricket this summer, We need you to do three things. You need to be following the at cricket underscore badger Twitter feed. You need to be following at Black Rat Cricket on Twitter too. And then you need to email the answer of this question to james at cricketbadgerpod.com. Which player scored a double century in the first test match of the current India versus England series? Which player scored a double century for England in the current India versus England test match series? Send that answer and your name and address to james at cricketbadgerpod.com. Don't forget, you need to be following at cricket underscore badger and at black rat cricket on Twitter. Good luck, everybody. That bat could be yours. The draw will be made after the final one-day game in this current India versus England series. It's that badger style.
Let's move on then to the next question. And this is really from me because it was a conversation I had on Twitter last night with a few people, actually, when we were talking about the rest and rotation in England's squad. It seems to me at the moment, gents, that we have this situation where when England are doing okay, everybody says, oh, it's a fantastic idea to rest and rotate. Physical well-being, mental health is very important. As soon as England starts to lose a few test matches, it's a disgrace. What we're talking about, Chris Silverwood should go and resign. He's talking about rest and rotation in the ashes. There's kind of two extremes to every argument at the moment. It seems in in general, in terms of life. I wasn't going to watch the opera with Meghan and Harry thing yesterday because it didn't really interest me. But then I did watch it after I watched Leeds United get beaten last night. I thought it was fantastic from Meghan Markle to sit there and actually express her difficulties with mental health, the fact that she was thinking about suicide. It takes quite a lot of courage to do that, I think, in front of the world. I've had problems with mental health in the past, going back to sort of 2002, 2003. It was a very dark time for me. And when I don't think unless you've actually maybe touched it and experienced it, you realise how debilitating and how all-consuming it can be to have difficulties with mental health in your life. I think the ECB have got it absolutely bang on with what they're doing at the moment in terms of the England team. I was told last night that you know, these are millionaire guys that are basically being mollycoddled. I think the Meghan Markle thing, I think the fact that Princess Di before her struggled with mental health. There's a lot of very famous rich people that have struggled with mental health. The money's got nothing to do with it. Everybody's got the same kind of brain. And no matter if you are living in a mansion or living in a bedsit, you have the potential to suffer mental health difficulties if you don't look after your head and don't look after your brain. And I think what England are doing, Raj, at the moment in terms of and it's not just England, um, other, other teams are doing it too. But England have got more of a kind of strategy on this, I think, at the moment. What they're doing is they're trying to get ahead of this. They're trying to stop anybody, being a Jonathan Trotter and Marcus Triscothic or anybody else that's you know been well publicised in the past that have struggled with the mental health. Glenn Maxwell with Australia had, had a time where he struggled too. Because if you are staying in five-star hotels and you are playing cricket and everything, it looks idyllic from outside. But I've been on tours where I've been away for two, three, four weeks with cricket teams and I've stayed in beautiful hotels. I have not had the bio-bubble environment in those situations and I've been able to walk around and enjoy it. Still been really ready for home at the end of it. And I think at the moment it's asking too much Raj of cricketers to basically spend five months in a bubble away from wives and children and everything like that no other employer in the world would do that would they? Absolutely you know the England Cricket Board has got it absolutely bang on when it comes to the rotation policy taking care of the mental well-being of their fellow cricketers you know we are definitely living in unprecedented times you know the virus is here to stay and these are unusual times for everybody in the society all the more difficult for sports persons who have to play the game we love the most entertain us all having to live life inside a bubble. You know, there are chances of an extended stay in bio bubbles leading to mental illness and other fallouts in the long run. Uh, I was listening to Paddy Upton, you know, the former India's mental conditioning coach the yeah. other day. And he said that, you know, he urged the world sporting bodies, including the ICC and the BCCI to study about the impact of being in bio bubbles to tackle the issue. You know, he said, I, I remember vaguely uh, that, you know, we haven't done enough research to get feedback from different players. What are their unique challenges? Because player to player, you know, the challenges may vary. We have all these medical people saying that we can't approve this drug, that drug until, you know, we have done trials. But have we gathered the right research? Uh, There have been a lot of bio bubble around the world, but we haven't seen large scale interventions where the ICC, say for matter, the football bodies around the world, or for that matter, even BCCI, let's say, let's do an extensive study to get feedback from players to understand the dynamics. I don't think, you know, we have seen the fallout yet. There is a potential we will see more fallouts with more 
environmental problems and illness because of extended bio bubble uh, some of them are preventable but we are not doing all to prevent them and uh, so we have to wait until that happens which is unfortunate for a lot of athletes around the world you, you know we saw the recently concluded PSL that you know it was very difficult for uh, the Pakistan cricket board to maintain the bubble and uh, and also for the foreign players you know they complained a lot that bubble life is a lot of fatigue for them you know if players are left alone your mind goes all over the shore if you have the disciple to find a good distraction or you get caught up in anxiety and emptiness ex- especially extroverts are struggling more in a bio bubble paddy upton mentioned in his article because they need people introverts are more happy in their own space you know there are certain young players that he mentioned who are grateful for playing in a tournament like ipl at the beginning of their career they bring enthusiasm and a lot of energy onto the field and easily navigate through the bio bubble but senior players who are used to traveling have families be it introvert or extrovert you know they are really struggling so it is much much more difficult for senior players as per his theory and also if a young player is new in team you you know who hasn't integrated into the squad it makes it more difficult for that young player to integrate and some of the youngsters who have had a very lonely experience because each person is in survival mode in the bubble so there are n number of factors which you have to consider so quite a few indian cricketers spent you know close to 5 6 months in bio bubble environments as they featured both in the ipl and also the tour of australia if the indian team management was particular about not having hard quarantine in australia you know moving to brisbane after spending 4 14 days of quarantine upon their arrival arrival in australia now that is why as individuals as a society as a cricket family you know we all need to be a little more empathetic a little more compassionate and definitely a lot more considerate towards our players i think more russia there naman one of the things with human beings really is that everybody is different everybody responds to different things in different ways some people might even thrive in a bubble environment it might be exactly what makes them take they can immerse themselves in the cricket but the one thing that the bubble does it gives you no escape from cricket whatsoever does it you're staying in a hotel with your work colleagues you are then going to a ground with your work colleagues and then you are going back to the same hotel with your work colleagues there's no chance to really walk away from it you are basically 100% at work effectively when you're in a bio bubble and that's difficult for people to cope with surely yes a lot and we are the classic example of this year we are not going out of our homes since last march it's been one year now but it's just the our life is moving in a single loop and it's just similar thing happening day in day out so we do not see any people out there we are just with our family it's just one life going on since 6 to 7 months so obviously it is going to affect and how much will you be with your cell phone and no other talks apart from cricket and all and it's all the virtual world which you are using right now so obviously it's going to take a toll and uh, we saw the likes of maxwell he was a bit upfront uh, and requested australia uh, to give him some sort of leave when uh, he was affected mentally and he was quite upfront and i wish would happen with other players as well and i wish that these players could come up and say it upfront that uh, right now i'm not in that frame of mind to take this much of pressure and i'll be only available for this much of a series or maybe only this match this many matches so i feel more than the board and the coaches deciding it i feel the players should come up and uh, say it up front i don't think so any board or any captain or uh, would be disrespecting that because uh, yes the workload is one thing but uh, we are emphasizing more on workloads and uh, 
city are giving them player giving such players a rest uh, due to the rotation policy but i don't think so workload is that much because they have enough of uh, rest since the last since the pandemic has come up i have seen uh, ashwin mention also that uh, they have been at home since four to six months uh, before the last ipl so they have got enough rest uh, which they had never got it uh, years ago that's exactly right naman and i think one of the people that was talking to me on twitter the other day says yeah it was almost like how can these millionaires who go out and play one one test match say they're tired well that's not the point Raj is it you know it's not about necessarily the on-pitch stuff the on-pitch stuff is probably a little bit of an escape really in terms of get, getting out of your system a little bit it's the going back to that hotel and just seeing the same four walls every time and being in quarantine for two weeks seven days whatever whatever's required for you as soon as you enter a and co- enter a country it's just completely alien at the moment isn't it and it's it's not about necessarily physical exhaustion it's about what's in, inside your head what Naman said as well as a second part of this question it's important isn't it that teams like England are doing seemingly getting ahead of it you'd think putting the protocols into place so that if somebody is really struggling he's sitting in the hotel room thinking wanting to burst into tears thinking this is this is awful going and knocking on somebody's door and saying look I need a bit of help here absolutely you know it becomes very very difficult just for example if you know if for instance if we take uh, uh, Oli Pop's example you know Oli Pop had come into the series with a lot of promise you know we know that uh, the kind of potential that he had or the kind of uh, talent that he had he was not able to deliver in this uh, series it was the first crime uh, Chave series that he was playing in the subcontinent conditions and he had a difficult time we all agree so imagine someone like Oli Pop would go back to his hotel room you know wanting to talk to somebody wanting to maybe indulge uh, in a small coffee with uh, his girlfriend or his partner uh, he would want to talk to his family members or just random strangers and you don't get that opportunity to do, do, do that you know normal situations allow you to have an opportunity to interact with strangers and get out of that cricketing zone which you don't want to think about all the time so Oli Pop you know coming from bad series you know going to those four walls inside a hotel he would be thinking about those dismissals time and time again and sometimes too much of cricket is also not good for your health it can affect an individual say mentally and you know there would be not uh, much room for Oli Pop to escape I'm just giving this as an example maybe you know Oli Pop is a totally different character but this is just a reference so some like you said James some people uh, some cricketers thrive in these conditions and some cricketers do not maybe you know for youngsters who are willing to go into international cricket maybe like these conditions but more senior pros you know they do not enjoy these conditions at all because they are used to travel traveling with their families with their partners they are used to have people around them to talk to sometimes it get it can just get too much mentally into yourself and it takes a toll on an individual's health Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. (laughs) 
Naman, the thing with that, that I said right at the start of this question was that it seems to be that when things are going okay for a team, whatever they're doing behind the scenes is fine. If things start, you know, England lost three test matches on the bounce now. If things start to go worse, then everybody looks for something to blame and it's an easy target this rest and rotation and looking after the players is an easy target you should be doing this you should not be doing that you can guarantee though Naman that if we get to the end of the year and England are on the verge of boarding that plane and Jimmy Anderson for sake of argument or Joss Butler or a Ben Stokes suddenly says look I'm mentally shot here I can't go to Australia people will have a different opinion by then the whole purpose of this isn't looking necessarily at the next game it's looking at the bigger picture it's looking through to the start of next Next year because we don't know when these bubbles are going to going to end, do we? Not at all, James. That is why uh, every cricket fan, yes, uh, they are enthusiastic, including us. We want each and every player to go and give the hundred percent. But we also need to understand that uh, no player over there wants to lose the series or lose the match. They are giving the hundred percent. They are playing for their own country, and they have also been chosen over thousands of cricketers who are performing out there and not able to make it to the team. So it's not only about the performance every day is not going to be good and no bowler or batsman is going to get five wickets all every day or maybe centuries. So it's all about your uh, positioning of a player, whether he is happy and perfectly fine to go to that series and give his 100%. If you see outside cricket, it's all negativity. It's all about COVID uh, everywhere. It's such a depressing moment and somehow they are trying to do their best and give us, their fans, something to look out for and get out of their shell and enjoy what uh, we love uh, as uh, human beings and uh, the sport uh, cricket. But uh, it's about also their mental health, their family. Everything needs to be considered. So we as fans also need to uh, take a seat back and uh, give them their space because right now uh, it's so depressing and negativity all around that we need to back our players as well and give what they want. Raj, Namam just mentioned the families there, Mrs. Butler or Mrs. Pope or whoever, when they meet their husband, their boyfriend, their partner, and they find out he's a cricketer, there is an element there of realising that they're probably going to have to disappear for two months on end every now and again and, and leave them alone in the winter, something that's going to be part of a cricketer's life until they retire. But there's kind of a two-month tour and there's five months and six months in a bubble where they don't see somebody. You don't necessarily sign up for that as the family, do you? Um, Absolutely not. You know, it is very difficult uh, for a cricketer's family to be, you know, uh, especially being out for, say, five months or six months inside a bubble. So it's very unfair on the families as well that, you know, their partners has to be away from them, say, for five or six months playing international competitive cricket. And nobody signs up for these uh, huge bio bubbles. That's why, you know, interesting comments made by, on, to see the lighter note, you know, interesting comments made by Shastri after the post-match conference, that bubble, 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 you know. He <laughs> I love, I love that. <laughs> yeah, so he, he finally wants the bubble to burst. And that's how mentally it has gone on to these players. And, you know, if the coaching and the players, if all are in unanimous of the bubble wanting to burst, then perhaps that's the best way to go forward. Final point on this, Raj, before we move on to something else. As a cricket fan, as a cricket lover, as somebody covering the game and watching as much of it as possible, you want to see people out there giving their 100%, playing at their optimum, being in you know, peak form so we can sit back and just just admire the incredible cricket that we're watching. There's going to be far less chance of that if people have, have got bubble fatigue, isn't there? That, that's another reason to look after them. If we're going to enjoy the cricket and, and get the very best out of the cricketers, that's another reason to look after them so they can entertain us 
at the other end of it you know that's why you know england cricket board and you know to some extent you know also the bcci have been very good you know in managing uh, the workload of these players and managing the fatigue of these players also the mental condition of these players so england and in india only have the liberty of uh, going in with say multiple players i think india traveled with 20 players in australia which was very fair enough considering the bubble situation and right now in this england series also india went in with 17 players so earlier you know icc used to allow only say 15 players for a squad so right now it's good on the icc part also that they are allowing more players so that teams can rotate and use these players wisely according to say the physical and the mental condition of these players going forward also you know england and india are going to have that liberty to use say multiple teams you know i've been hearing reports that you know if india plays the world test championship final then parallelly there will be a second team indian side which will be playing in the asia cup so these are things that you know india will have to manage and also the ecb is doing a fa- fantastic job with england cricket where they are managing the workload of these players as you know as fans you know we have to uh, we are entitled uh, i would say to say witness top cricket and these cricketers are giving they are all for us and also with some backing with these boards you know it makes it a little more manageable do i for you to know i don't think i've seen anything on this it might have been announced but when the world t20 gets underway usually it's a squad of 15 that each team has to name isn't it you'd imagine that that will be a little bit bigger this time around wouldn't you definitely i think it will be bigger this time around uh, and the icc should also consider that because you know we we are living in unusual times and it is it is no denying that fact that you know we are living in unusual times and these times have to the icc has to consider these scenarios where they could allow say 20 players in a squad in a world t20 championship or say for that matter even the world test championship for longer series or longer tours i see a point that the, we have longer squads and the world t20 is one of those major tournaments you know where you would want to have say more people inside the bubble where you could pick and choose from considering the physical and mental well-being of say an individual cricketer there's a rat in the kitchen what am i gonna do there's a rat in the kitchen what am i gonna do i'm gonna get a black rat cricket bat here it fans the best kit available to maximize those scoring opportunities from blackratcricket.com bats made by cricketers for cricketers make 2021 count with blackrat cricket Right, let's get on to the the final question of today's podcast then. As I say, from tomorrow we'll be very much looking at the White Ball series ahead, starting with the T20 internationals between two very good sides. It should be a terrific few weeks entertainment with the White Ball stuff in India. But the the final question is from Tim, and he's basically asking and you need your crystal ball for this and we obviously have the caveat that there's a lot of water that's going to pass under the bridge before we get to this stage. What he's basically asking is what do you fan badges believe will be the two starting 11s for England against against India at Trent Bridge in August. He says I'll admit I think the England 11 is easier to pick. I'm not sure who I'd leave out of the Indian pacers and spinners he said. I'm going to give you two a chance to think about that because you're both Indian badges on this one. I'll talk quickly about the England 11 and I think that's going to be really interesting. I think early season in the county championship obviously there's going to be two test matches against New Zealand as well, but there's a definite opportunity for a few batsmen in county cricket to put their hand up at the start of the summer. Yeah, you know, if you score 3 
big hundreds or something in the early weeks of the season, you're waving at the selectors because yeah, the top three for England is certainly not nailed down just yet. If I was to pick it now, the England 11, a couple of um, interesting kind of um, permutations. Do you put Zach Crawley back to number three or do you continue him as an opener and see how he goes as an opener in uh, in uh, test cricket if you're moving back down to number three then you're potentially looking for another opener if Rory Burns doesn't come back in I don't think I'd go with Rory Burns because after 23 test matches he's averaging 30 I don't think there's too much signs that he's going to continue despite the fact that it's actually a busy a difficult time in in world cricket to open the batting but I I think I would probably go with Zach Crawley and Dom Sibley to open I would take Dan Lawrence up to number three I think Dan Lawrence has shown enough over the winter I've seen quite a bit of Dan Lawrence actually over the last few years I think he's a terrific uh, little cricketer and he actually got an average of um, over 100 in the Lions trip to Australia just over 12 months ago so he is somebody that uh, with an eye on the ashes to come at the in the winter is somebody I think they'll be looking at to play in that, that ashes series so if you go for Lawrence at three then obviously Root and Stokes at four and five Ollie Pope then goes in at number six who I'm not turning my back on Ollie Pope just yet I know he's had a bit of a ropey time but I think he's going to um, absolutely blossom as a test cricketer over the next three four five years you've got Joss Butler I think would be my preferred option as the wicket keeper despite the fact that Ben Folks is a better keeper I think probably at the moment the best all-round package is Joss Butler at seven and then you're looking at your bowlers you can probably play one spinner Jack Leach would be that man I think at the moment Don Bless allowed to go back to Yorkshire and kind of regroup a little bit after a tough few weeks I would play both Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson in that first test match because they're the two best bowlers England have then it's up to you how are you going to um, use your third pace bowling slot do you go with Chris Wokes who's got a terrific record at home do you go with Joffre Archer or an Ollie Stone to give you that little bit more pace I guess that would depend on how you viewed that pitch at the start of it so I'm going to leave that one open you're going to name a 12 or 13 and you decide on that last uh, bowling slot on the morning of the test match it's roughly how I'd take it I think but as I say lots of water to go into the bridge and the same with the Indian team chaps um, Raj I'll let you go first with this give me your your 11 if you can from 1 to 11 you know, a lot of these things are going to change post the IPL even though you know IPL is a different ball game from test cricket but we know how the IPL influences team selections and uh, you know knowing Kohli and Shastri you know they are in for a few surprises when come when it comes to selection so a lot of these things will change but if I have to go with my 11 then it would be definitely Shubman Gill and Rohit Sharma to open the innings even though you know Shubman Gill struggled in this England series but you know he was very compact in Australia and he definitely deserves that one final chance against uh, England in the complete series but but uh, if we have to have a backup for Shubman Gill, then perhaps, you know, I would consider Hanuma Vihari as one good backup, as a backup opener, even though, you know, he is more suited to play in the Rahane position. But I would have Hanuma Vihari as my backup for Shubman Gill in these conditions. So Shubman Gill and Rohit Sharma open the innings, followed by Cheteshwar Pujara at number three, Virat Kohli and Ajinkya Rahane at four and five, which is almost a self-picked team. And then Rishabh Pant at six. So these top six is, I think, going to be fixed and... And uh, there won't be any changes to this top six. But uh, the bottom five is going to be an in- interesting uh, one. Because if there is a lot of cloud cover and uh, if uh, these are seeming wickets and if Hardik Pandya is increasingly uh, getting fit as a bowler and is getting match ready and is fine with his back, then perhaps, you know, Hardik Pandya automatically s- slots in in this overseas uh, test side for India. And then if, uh, say, there is cloud 
cloud cover, then you would definitely want to go with one spinner and not two spinners. Then, you know, Ravindra Jadeja makes into the side as he's an all complete all round player. You know, he bats well, he's a left hander, he's a dynamic fielder, and, you know, he can contain runs. But, you know, that would just uh, make sure that, you know, Ravi Chandran Ashwin, who has been your banker, has to sadly leave out. I have to sadly leave him uh, out. And, and poor old Axe is looking on from the sidelines as well after an incredible three test match, isn't he? So that leaves you with three picks then, doesn't it? Who are your three seamers then? My three seamers would be, you know, if I have Hardik Pandey and Ravindra Jadeja in my lineup, then perhaps I would not want to have more uh, cover for tail. Uh, then I would, my three uh, seamers would be Mohammad Shami, Jaspreet Bumrah and Ishan Sharma. If we are looking at, say, dry wickets and if we have do not do not have any cloud cover, then perhaps I would go with Ravindra Jadeja and Ravi Chandran Ashwin as my two spinners and then maybe have, say, Shardul Thakur as a backup for Mohammad Shami because, you know, Shardul Thakur is a much, much handy batsman lower down the order and he can definitely do a Sam Karan on England. <laughs> so the last time England played India and most of these innings, small little cameos played by Sam Karan were the ones which uh, turned the matches in the favour of England. So Shardul Thakur also provides that extra depth with batting and in- India would fancy that. But perhaps I would think that, you know, in the first test, maybe Mohamed Shami, Jasprit Bumrani, Shan Sharma will get the nod. Naman, same question to you, but you've got about a minute to answer it. Is there anything different you'd say on top of what Raj has said? I would... Uh... Uh, like to change the opening because I saw uh, Gill not so comfortable against the likes of Anderson. Yes, he played well in Australia, but I don't think so. The swing is going to be lesser. What we saw in Australia is going to swing more. So I I would definitely, I this is out of the box, but I would like to open with Pujara straight away, especially in England and New Zealand. So I would open with Pujara or maybe Vihari. Uh, I feel rest of the lineups, as Raj mentioned, would be based on the conditions. Uh, but I want our main core player like Vihare and Bujara who has good defensive technique to open along with Rohit and then rest of the bowling batting lineup can follow after that. Still I would give some time to Gil and Mayang to settle down and not expose so much in the swinging conditions. It's going to be really interesting isn't it to see how that series goes and we've got the white ball stuff in India still to come over the next few weeks. I'll tell you what Raj very quickly very quickly how much are you looking forward to it because this is two teams who are going to be right up there in terms of their favourites tags for the World T20 um, two very good one day sides this could be close it could be very close yeah, for the T20 side you know the weakest link right now with Indian cricket in terms of T20 uh, in terms of cricket is their T20 cricket because they really don't know you know what is their play, play, playing 11 going to be for the T20 World Cup from an Indian fan point you know it might sound very strange but I would want uh, India to lose as many matches in the T20 series <laughs> as right. possible Naman uh, are you are you looking forward to it, Naman? Yes, uh, uh, very much. And I agree with Raj. I'm on the same uh, page. I want India to lose as much as they can. <laughs> well, there you go. At cricket underscore budget, Indian fans out there. Tell me, are you wanting India to lose these T20 internationals against England to uh, give it a shake-up? Because that seems to be the way that Naman and Raj go. Naman and Raj, thank you very, very much indeed for joining me today. I've been James the Cricket Badger. These daily podcasts will be back every single day, which means I'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. We will be back every day during England's tour of India. Get in touch on at cricket underscore badger on Twitter. We hope you are enjoying the cricket. See you again tomorrow.
Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.